Section fifty three of England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia as the narrator, Sandra Schmidt as the first witch, Devorah Allen as the second witch, Monica as the third witch, Alan Mapstone as Macbeth thomas peter as banquo nemo as ross todd as angus jim locke as duncan sarah hale as malcolm eva davis as lady macbeth adrian stevens as messenger and april six zero nine zero as philance the world's story volume ten england scotland ireland and wales edited by eva march tappan section fifty three the murder of king duncan ten forty by william shakespeare the historical facts concerning duncan and macbeth are as follows duncan was king of moray and ross but macbeth's family of which macbeth was the head also claimed the throne rebellion rose and in battle king duncan was defeated and slain macbeth became king of scotland and reigned seventeen years then duncan's son malcolm raised an army of scots and english and slew macbeth and so won back his father's crown the editor act one scene three a heath near forest thunder enter the three witches where hast thou been sister killing swine sister where thou a sailor's wife had chestnuts in her lap and munched and munched and munched give me quoth i a roint thee which the rump-fed runion cries her husband's to aleppo gone master of the tiger but in a sieve i'll thither sail and like a rat without a tail i'll do i'll do and i'll do i'll give thee a wind thou art kind and i another i myself have all the other and the very ports they blow all the quarters that they know in shipman's cart i'll drain him dry as hay sleep shall neither night nor day hang upon his penthouse lid he shall live a man forbid weary senites nine times nine shall he dwindle peak and pine though his bark cannot be lost yet it shall be tempest tossed look what i have show me show me here i have a pilot's thumb wrecked as homeward he did come drums within drums drums macbeth doth come the, the weird sisters, sisters hand in hand posters of the sea and land, land thus do go about about thrice to thine and thrice to mine and thrice again to make up nine peace the charms wound up enter macbeth and banquo so foul and fair a day i have not seen how far is called to forest what are these so withered and so wild in their attire that look not like the inhabitants of the earth and yet aren't live you or are you aught that man may question? Ye seem to understand me, 
by each at once her chappy finger laying upon her skinny lips ye should be women and yet your beards forbid me to interpret that you are so speak if you can what are you all hail macbeth hail to thee thane of glams all hail macbeth hail to thee thane of cawdor all hail macbeth that shalt be king hereafter good sir why do you start and seem to fear things that do sound so fair to the witches in the name of truth are ye fantastical or that indeed which outwardly ye show my noble partner ye greet with present grace and great prediction of noble having and of royal hope that he seems wrapped with all to me you speak not if you can look into the seeds of time and see which grain will grow and which will not speak them to me who neither beg nor fear your favours nor your hate hail 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 lesser than macbeth and greater not so happy yet much happier thou shalt get kings though thou be none so all hail macbeth and banquo banquo and macbeth all hail stay you imperfect speakers tell me more by sinol's death i know i am thane of glams but how of cawdor the thane of cawdor lives a prosperous gentleman and to be king stands not within the prospect of belief no more than to be cawdor say from whence you owe this strange intelligence or why upon this blasted heath you stop our way with such prophetic greeting speak i charge you witches vanish the earth hath bubbles as the water has and these are of them whither are they vanished into the air and what seemed corporal melted as breath into the wind would they had stayed were such things here as we do speak about or have we eaten on the insane root that takes the reason prisoner your children shall be kings you shall be king and thane of cawdor too went it not so to the selfsame tune and words who's here enter ross and angus the king hath happily received macbeth the news of thy success and when he reads thy personal venture in the rebels fight his wonders and his praises do contend which should be thine or his silenced with that in viewing o'er the rest of the selfsame day he finds thee in the stout norwegian ranks nothing afeard of what thyself didst make strange images of death as thick as tail came post with post and every one did bear thy praises in his kingdom's great defence and poured them down before him we are sent to give thee from our royal master thanks only to herald thee into his sight not pay thee and for an earnest of a greater honour he bade me from him call thee thane of cawdor in which addition hail most worthy thane for it is thine banquo aside what can the devil speak true the thane of cawdor lives 
Why do you dress me in borrowed robes? Who was the thane lives yet, but under heavy judgment bears that life which he deserves to lose. Whether he was combined with those of Norway, or did line the rebel with hidden help and vantage, or that with both he labored in his country's rack, I know not. But treason's capital, confessed and proved, have overthrown him. Macbeth aside. Glams and Thane of Cordor. The greatest is behind. To Ross and Angus. Thanks for your pains. To Banquo. Do you not hope your children shall be kings, when those that gave the Thane of Cordor to me promise no less to them? That trust at home might yet enkindle you unto the crown, besides the Thane of Cordor. But tis strange, and oftentimes to win us to our harm. The instruments of darkness tells us truths, win us with honest trifles to betray us in deepest consequence. Cousin's word, I pray you. Macbeth aside. Two truths are told as happy prologues to the swelling act of the imperial theme. I thank you, gentlemen. Aside. This supernatural soliciting cannot be ill, cannot be good. If ill, why hath it given me earnest of success, commencing in a truth? I'm Thane of Cordor. If good... Why do I yield to that suggestion whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs against the use of nature? Present fears are less than horrible imaginings. My thought, whose murder yet is but fantastical, shakes so my single state of man that function is smothered in surmise and nothing is but what is not. Look how our partner's wrapped. Macbeth aside. If chance will have me king, why, chance may crown me, without my stir. New honours come upon him, like our strange garments, cleave not to their mould but with the aid of use. Macbeth aside. Come what come may, time and the hour runs through the roughest day worthy macbeth we stay upon your leisure give me your favour my dull brain was wrought with things forgotten kind gentlemen your pains are registered where every day i turn the leaf to read them let us toward the king think upon what has chanced and at more time the interim having weighed it let us speak our free hearts to each other. Very gladly. Till then, enough. Come, friends. Exeunt. Scene four. Forest, the palace. Flourish. Enter Duncan, Malcolm, Donalbane, Lennox, and attendants. Is execution done on Cotter? Are not those in commission yet returned? My liege. They are not yet come back, but I have spoke with one that saw him die, who did report that very frankly he confessed his treasons, implored your highness' pardon, and set forth 
a deep repentance. Nothing in his life became him like the leaving it. He died as one that had been studied in his death to throw away the dearest thing he owed, as were a careless trifle. There's no art to find the mind's construction in the face. He was a gentleman on whom I built an absolute trust. Enter Macbeth, Banquo, Ross, and Angus. O oh, worthiest cousin, the sin of my ingratitude even now was heavy on me. Thou art so far before that swiftest wind of recompense is slow to overtake thee. Would thou hadst less deserved that the proportion both of thanks and payment might have been mine only i have left to say more is thy due than more than all can pay the service and the loyalty i owe in doing it pays itself your highness part is to receive our duties and our duties are to your throne and state children and servants which do but what they should by doing everything safe toward your love and honour welcome hither i have begun to plant thee and will labour to make thee full of growing noble banquo that hast no less deserved nor must be known no less to have done so let me enfold thee and hold thee to my heart there if i grow the harvest is your own my plenteous joys wanton in fullness seek to hide themselves and drops of sorrow sons kinsmen thanes and you whose places are the nearest know we will establish our estate upon our eldest malcolm whom we name hereafter the prince of cumberland which honour must not unaccompanied invest him only but signs of nobleness like stars shall shine on all deservers from hence to inverness and bind us further to you the rest is labour which is not used for you i'll be myself the harbinger and make joyful the hearing of my wife with your approach so humbly take my leave my worthy cotter macbeth aside the prince of cumberland that is a step on which i must fall down or else or leap for in my way it lies stars hide your fires let not light see my black and deep desires the eye wink at the hand yet let that be which the eye fears when it is done to see exit true worthy banquo he is full so valiant and in his commendations i am fed it is a banquet to me let's after him whose care is gone before to bid us welcome it is a peerless kinsman flourish exeunt scene five inverness macbeth's castle enter lady macbeth reading a letter lady macbeth reads they met me in the day of success and i have learned by the perfectest report they have more in them than mortal knowledge when i burned in desire to question them further they made themselves air into which they vanished whilst i stood wrapped in the wonder of it 
came missives from the king who all hailed me thane of cawdor by which title before these weird sisters saluted me and referred me to the coming on of time with hail king that shall be uh, as if i thought good to deliver thee my dearest partner of greatness that thou mightst not lose the dues of rejoicing by being ignorant of what greatness is promised thee lay it to thy heart and farewell glamps thou art and cawdor and shall be what thou art promised yet do i fear thy nature it is too full of the milk of human kindness to catch the nearest way thou wouldst be great art not without ambition but without the illness should attend it what thou wouldst highly that wouldst thou holily wouldst not play false and yet wouldst wrongly win thou'dst have a great glams that which cries thus thou must do if thou have it and that which rather thou dost fear to do than wishes should be undone hie thee hither that i may pour my spirits in thine ear and chastise with the valour of my tongue all that impedes thee from the golden round which fate and metaphysical aid does seem to have thee crowned withal enter a messenger what is your tidings the king comes here to-night thou art mad to say it is not thy master with him who were so would have informed for preparation so please you it is true our thane is coming one of my fellows had the speed of him who almost dead for breath had scarcely more than would make up his message give him tending he brings great news exit messenger the raven himself his horse that croaks the fatal entrance of duncan under my battlements come you spirits that tend on mortal thoughts unsex me here and fill me from the crown to the toe top full of direst cruelty make thick my blood stop up the access and passage to remorse that no compunctious visitings of nature shake my fell purpose nor keep peace between the effect and it come to my women's breasts and take my milk for gall you murthering ministers wherever in your sightless substances you wait on nature's mischief come thick night and pall thee in the dunnest smoke of hell that my keen knife see not the wound it makes nor heaven peep through the blanket of the dark to cry hold hold enter macbeth great glams worthy cawdor greater than both by the all hail hereafter thy letters have transported me beyond this ignorant present and i feel now the future in the instant my dearest love duncan comes here to-night and when goes hence to-morrow as he purposes oh never shall send that morrow see your face my thane is as a book where men may read strange matters to beguile the time look like the time bear welcome in your eye your hand your tongue look like the innocent flower but be the serpent under it he that's coming must be provided for 
and you shall put this night's great business into my dispatch which shall to all our nights and days to come give solely sovereign sway and masterdom we will speak further only look up clear to alter favour ever is to fear leave all the rest to me exeunt scene six before macbeth's castle hoboys and torches enter duncan malcolm donalbane banquo lennox macduff ross angus and attendants this castle hath a pleasant seat the air nimbly and sweetly recommends itself unto our gentle senses this guest of summer the temple haunting martlet does approve by his loved masonry to the heaven's breath it smells wooingly here no jutty frieze buttress nor coin of vantage but this bird hath made his pendant bed and procreant cradle where they most breed and hunt i have observed the air is delicate enter lady macbeth see see our honoured hostess the love that follows us sometime is our trouble which still we thank is love herein i teach you how you shall bid god ill us for your pains and thank us for your trouble all our service in every point twice done and then done double were poor and single business to contend against those honours deep and broad wherewith your majesty loads our house for those of old and the late dignities heaped up to them we rest your hermits where's the thane of cotter we coursed him at the heels and had a purpose to be his purveyor but he rides well and his great love sharp as his spur hath halpen to his home before us fair and noble hostess we are your guests to-night your servants ever have theirs themselves and what is theirs in compt to make their audit at your highness's pleasure still to return your own give me your hand and conduct me to mine host we love him highly and shall continue our graces towards him by your leave hostess kissing her excellent scene seven corridor in macbeth's castle hoboys and torches enter sewer and diverse servants with dishes and service and pass over the stage then enter macbeth if it were done when tis done then twere well it were done quickly if the assassination could trammel up the consequence and catch with his surcease success that but this blow might be the be-all and the end-all here but here upon this bank and shoal of time we jump the life to come but in these cases we still have judgment here that we but teach bloody instructions which being taught return to plague the inventor this even-handed justice commends the ingredients of our poisoned chalice to our own lips he's here in double trust first as i am his kinsman and his subject both strong against the deed then as his host who should against his murderer shut the door not bear the knife myself besides this duncan hath borne his faculties so meek hath been so clear in his great office that his virtues will plead like angels trumpet-tongued against the deep damnation of his taking off 
and pity like a naked newborn babe striding the blast or heaven's cherubim horsed upon the sightless couriers of the air shall blow the horrid deed in every eye that tears shall drown the wind i have no spur to prick the sides of my intent but only vaulting ambition which o'erleaps itself and falls on the other enter lady macbeth how now what news he has almost slept why have you left the chamber hath he asked for me know you not he has we will proceed no further in this business he hath honoured me of late and i have bought golden opinions from all sorts of people which would be worn now in their newest gloss not cast aside so soon was the hope drunk wherein you dressed yourself hath it slept since and wakes it now to look so green and pale at what it did so freely <sighs> from this time such i account thy love art thou feared to be the same in thine own act and valour as thou art in desire wouldst thou have that which thou esteemest the ornament of life and live a coward in thine own esteem letting i dare not wait upon i would like the poor cat in the adage pretty peace i dare do all that may become a man who dares do more is none what beast wast then that made you break this enterprise to me when you durst do it then you were a man and to be more than what you were you would be so much more the man nor time nor place did then adhere and yet you would make both they have made themselves and that their fitness now does unmake you i have given suck and know how tender it is to love the babe that milks me i would while it was smiling in my face have plucked my nipple from his boneless gums and dashed the brains out had i so sworn as you have done to this if we should fail we fail but screw your courage to the sticking place and will not fail when duncan is asleep whereto the rather shall his day's hard journey soundly invite him his two chamberlains will i with wine and wassail so convince then memory the warder of the brain shall be a fume and the receipt of reason a limbeck only when in swinish sleep the drenched nature's lies in the death what cannot you and i perform upon the unguarded duncan what not put upon his spongy officers who shall bear the guilt of our great quell bring forth men children only for thy undaunted metal should compose nothing but males will it not be received when we have marked with blood those sleepy two of his own chamber and used their very daggers that they have done't who dares receive it other as we shall make our griefs and clamour roar upon his death i am settled and bend up each corporal agent to this terrible feat away and mock the time with fairy show false face must hide what the false heart doth know exeunt act two scene one court within macbeth's castle and the banquo and fleance bearing a torch before him how goes the night boy 
the moon is down i have not heard the clock and she goes down at twelve i take it tis later sir hold take my sword there's husbandry in heaven their candles are all out take thee that too a heavy summons lies like lead upon me and yet i would not sleep merciful powers restrain in me the cursed thoughts that nature gives way to in repose enter macbeth and the servant with a torch give me my sword who's there a friend what sir not yet at rest the king's abed he hath been in unusual pleasure and sent forth great largesse to your offices this diamond he greets your wife withal by the name of most kind hostess and shut up in measureless content being unprepared our will became the servant to defect which else should free have wrought all's well i dreamt last night of the three weird sisters to you they have showed some truth i think not of them yet when we can entreat an hour to serve we would spend some time in words upon that business if you would grant the time at your kind leisure if you shall cleave to my consent when tis it shall make honour for you so i lose none in seeking to augment it but still keep my bosom franchise and allegiance clear i shall be counselled good repose the while thanks sir the like to you exeunt banquo and fleance go bid thy mistress when my drink is ready she strike upon the bell get thee to bed exit servant is this a dagger which i see before me the handle toward my hand come let me clutch thee i have thee not and yet i see thee still art thou not fatal vision sensible to feeling as to sight or art thou but a dagger of the mind a false creation proceeding from the heat oppressed brain i see thee yet in form as palpable as this which now i draw thou marshallest me the way that i was going and such an instrument i was to use mine eyes are made the fools of the other senses or else worth all the rest i see thee still and on thy blade and dudgeon gouts of blood which was not so before there's no such thing it is the bloody business which informs thus to mine eyes now or the one half world nature seems dead and wicked dreams abuse the curtain's sleep now witchcraft celebrates pale hecate's offerings and withered murder alarmed by his sentinel the wolf whose howls his watch thus with his stealthy pace with tarquin's ravishing strides towards his design moves like a ghost thou sure and firm-set earth hear not my steps which way they walk for fear the very stones prate of my whereabouts and take the present horror from the time which now suits with it whilst i threat he lives words to the heat of deeds too cold breath gives 
a bell rings i go and it is done the bell invites me hear it not duncan for it is the knell that summons thee to heaven or to hell exit scene two enter lady macbeth that which has made them drunk hath made me bold what hath quenched them hath given me fire hark peace it was the owl that shrieked the fatal bellman which gives the sternest good night he is about it the doors are open and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores i have drugged their possets that death and nature do contend about them whether they live or die macbeth within who's there what ho i am afraid they have awaked and tis not done the attempt and not the deed confounds us hark i laid their daggers ready he could not miss them had he not resembled my father as he slept i had done it enter macbeth my husband i have done the deed didst thou not hear a noise i heard the owl scream and the crickets cry did you not speak when now as i descended Hi. hark who lies in the second chamber donalbane macbeth looking on his hands this is a sorry sight a foolish thought to say a sorry sight there's one did laugh in sleep and, and one cried murder that they did wake each other i stood and heard them but they did say their prayers and address them again to sleep there are two lodged together one cried god bless us and amen the other as they had seen me with these hangmen's hands listening their fear i could not say amen when they did say god bless us consider it not so deeply but wherefore could i not pronounce amen i had most need of blessing and amen stuck in my throat these deeds must not be thought of after these ways so it will make us mad methought i heard a voice cry sleep no more macbeth doth murder sleep the innocent sleep sleep that knits up the ravelled sleeve of care the death of each day's life sore labour's bath balm of hurt minds great nature's second course chief nourisher in life's feast what do you mean still it cried sleep no more to all the house glams hath murdered sleep and therefore coldor shall sleep no more macbeth shall sleep no more who was it that thus cried why worthy thane you do unbend your noble strength to think so brain sickly of things go get some water and wash this filthy witness from your hand why did you bring these daggers from the place they must lie there go carry them and smear the sleepy grooms with blood i'll go no more i am afraid to think what i have done look upon it again i dare not infirm of purpose 
give me the daggers the sleeping and the dead are but as pictures to the eye of childhood that fears a painted devil if he do bleed i'll gild the faces of the grooms withal for it must seem their guilt exit knocking within whence is that knocking how is it with me when every noise appalls me what hands are here they pluck out mine eyes will all great neptune's ocean wash this blood clean from my hand no this my hand will rather the multitudinous sea incarnadine making the green one red re-enter lady macbeth my hands are of your colour but i shame to wear hearts so white knocking within i hear knocking at the south entry retire us to our chamber a little water clears us of this deed how easy it is then your constancy hath left you unattended knocking within hark more knocking get on yon nightgown lest occasion call us and show us to be watchers be not lost so poorly in your thoughts to know my deed twere best not to know myself knocking within wake duncan with thy knocking i would thou couldst Excellent. end of section fifty three this recording is in the public domain